Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a weekly podcast where we talk to the biggest names in pop culture. And uh, this week on the show, we have got two very, very rad people that were involved in the career of one of the greatest metal singers of all time, Ronnie James Dio. But before we get to that, I would like to thank our sponsors, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Uh, I am holding up the Heartbeat Dark Side Grill Hot Sauce. This is from Thunder Bay, Ontario, and this is the Shiitake Szechuan. Um, and if you want to ever know how hot they are, the hot meter is right on the back of the bottle. This one uh, comes in at a nice medium hot sauce, um, and this is really, really phenomenal. Small batch fermented hot sauce from Thunder Bay, Ontario. We want to thank them for being a part of the Rockman Power Hour. And if you use my promo code ROCKMAN20, you will get 20% off your entire order of hot sauce. So check out Heartbeat Hot Sauce. I'm going to bring in Ryan Stick. There's a good chance that he's got a bottle of Heartbeat Hot Sauce with him. And if not, we're going to talk about this one. What's going on, Ryan? Well, I did have a bottle of Heartbeat Hot Sauce with me, but that intro was so long that I ate it all. So, you know. <laughs> you're, you're just, just open up. Open your <laughs> you know mouth. me. I kind of just, I'm a spray oh, in the mouth oh, right oh. away type dude. Yeah. You're disgusting. Open your mouth. Here you go. Here, oh, yeah. here you go. You ready? Here you go. Um, Are we this, on the TikTok? Uh, <laughs> So this, I, I, this one I'm, um, I'm, I'm very anxious to open up and try. Uh, I just got a new batch yesterday and, um, I'm anxious to try this one. This is a new one that I have not tried yet. So everyone's telling me that this is really good. Uh, all the people in the hot sauce forums, cause there are hot sauce forums out there and they're saying that this one's great. So check them out. Heartbeat hot sauce. Uh, we love them here on the Rockman power hour. And, uh, I know Ryan, you, you, you've gotten, gotten through your first batch and, and you're probably about to order your second because stuff's great. I put it on everything, man. That's it, man. I uh, well, you know, it's kind of they're a sponsor, so they're like, say you like it. It's really nice not to lie. I know, it's really great. <laughs> I know it's so it's so nice to have something that you actually enjoy. Uh, and mm. uh, on that subject, thanks again to uh, our friends over at Studio House Designs, always hooking us up with the freshest threads. You got that scream shirt, which is really rad. And I am uh, I just got this one from the um, from the UFO bundle. This is the fourth kind. Have you seen that movie, The Fourth Kind? Uh, Okay, you know what's going to happen, dude? If you're, you're going to watch your it. bundle, <laughs> yeah. as soon as this show is over, you're going to go to my front door randomly, and it's, it's going to be there. That's happened gonna, before. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's crazy how um, you've been like, oh, I just got my like, and I remember specifically it was Hellraiser. You got your Hellraiser shirt, and you were so happy. I think it was the first immediately that, afterwards. Immediately after, I think we did the Alex Lyson episode. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. which I was shirtless. Yeah, <laughs> like well, not shirtless. I was cheating. I was wearing another brand. Actually, go back and check out the uh, Alex Lifeson episode, and you'll see Ryan topless. Um, there we go. <laughs> so check out Studio House Designs. Uh, you can find them at studiohousedesigns.com. So this week on the Rock and Power Hour, we have got uh, two people that I mentioned. Ryan are involved with uh, Ronnie James Dio, and that is Wendy Dio. Ronnie's wife and uh, the keeper and uh, caretaker of his estate. She is uh, the one who's carrying the Dio flag for all the fans now. Uh, she watches over everything um, like a hawk and for all the right reasons to make sure that Dio is well represented. And they're doing that right now, um, celebrating Dio. Uh, it would have been his 80th, anniversary, uh, 80th birthday and um, celebrating the anniversary of Holy Diver. There's a, uh, a beautiful 40th edition, 40th anniversary edition of Holy Diver that is coming out. Uh, it might even be out by this time when we, when we put this up. And um, they just recently celebrated, we talked to them about a week ago, and they re recently celebrated both those anniversaries at uh, the famed, um, incredible Los Angeles hangout, the Rainbow Room. And uh, I, I, I got a chance to talk to Wendy Dio and Vinny 
Apathy. Now, Vinny is uh, a drummer who's been in so many bands. I mean, the guy, you name it, he's played with it. His brother, Carmine, the two of them, the Apathy brothers, have drummed with almost everyone in rock and roll. And uh, Vinny was Dio's drummer for the uh, duration of that project. He was also um, in Black Sabbath with him. And he knows Dio inside and out. So we got a chance to sit down and talk to Wendy and Vinny. Uh, this is a very unique conversation. I love these kind of talks. It's kind of like when we talk to Billy Gould um, and Matt Wallace. It was just unique and you, the, these stories that come out. And I think that people are going to enjoy this conversation. So check it out. Our chat with Wendy Dio and Vinny Apice. All right, really, really happy to have with me today on the Rockland Power Hour. Um, one person that I've spoken to before, spent a bit of time with, and someone that I've never had the pleasure of speaking to, but I'm very excited to chat with. Uh, we have got Vinny from, uh, of course, you know, Vinny Apsey from so many things, and uh, Wendy Dio. Uh, just absolute pleasure to have you both with us today to talk about Holy Diver. Um, first off the bat, it's just so nice to see this resurgence of Dio appreciation in pop culture. You know, you, I'm watching Stranger Things, and one of the main characters got his yeah. vest on, and on the back, he's got a Dio patch. And it just makes me so happy that that legacy is living on through younger generations, and it just it doesn't go away. So how does that feel for both of you? Amazing. It's so great. And I think Ronnie will be so happy to know that, you know, that Holy Diver is be 40 years next year that it came out. And it's, like, amazing that the young kids are appreciating it, the young bands are playing the music and, and listening to it. I'm very, very happy about it. Yeah. I don't think we, uh, back in the day, we didn't think, well, this album will still be popular 40 years later, you know. And uh, <laughs> today's a, a great day. Uh, you know, we're going to do a celebration today for the album release. And Ronnie's birthday's coming up. It's 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 eighty. It's just great, great to see all of this. Um, you know, all this celebration of of not only you know such an important album, but such an important figure in in metal and in rock and roll and and just in popular culture. I mean, you know, when you when you think about heavy metal and and people that went out on their own and did it, and uh, you know, Dio is one of the first names that I think of right off the bat. And I remember being a kid, getting Holy Diver. Um, and I was fairly young. I think it was about 11 or 12. And just something about this album cover is like, oh, this is different. This isn't the police. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to piss your parents off, right? <laughs> Especially might, seeing the yeah. priest drowning. I mean, it was like, whoa, what is this? But there was so much going on in those records, so much social commentary, and, and so much of it that's relevant today. Yeah, that album cover is incredible. I mean, yeah. just But incredible. it doesn't mean what you yeah. think it means you know it's yeah. like ronnie's uh philosophy on that was so because he's got a priest outfit on how do you know he's a good guy and because he looks like a monster why is he a bad guy yeah. and so never judge the book by its cover you know? so right. so so true <laughs> so true and and you know um a lot of people take things at face value and um and i think what i've always loved about metal and 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 the you know the themes in metal uh, not only you know through the lyrics through the artwork it was always a genre that wasn't afraid to push the boundaries and give people double entendres and, and other meanings and hidden meanings. And, and you'd really have to invest into the band to really get the payoff because at face value, as you both know, people would see that and right away protest anti this, yeah. anti that. Well, yeah, they did protest a lot of times. Of course. So it's, it's just nice to see the intelligence that was put in there kind of rise to the top and people get it after all these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they do. I think the young kids are a lot smarter. <laughs> Um, with the technology that they have and everything. I don't know how that's going, but 
The only other thing about the young kids is I I wish there were more new bands coming up of, of, of caliber because who, who's going to be known and played again in 40 years of the new yeah, young right. generation? I know. And, you know, I, I work at a rock radio station in Montreal and, and it's one of the things we, you know, we, we're always, we, we do play new stuff and there are some bands that'll come up where you're like, mm-hmm. you know, like a band like Classless Act where I'm like, ah, there's hope. You know, there's, there are some bands that are going to carry the rock and roll flame, but but, you know, when are we going to get these bands that that do everything? You know, bands like Maiden, bands like, you know, bands like Sabbath, Dio, like bands that had a lot of layers and not just, you know, not just one thing where they could play well live. So I, I do agree. I, I get I get I get concerned about the next generations, how that's going to go for them. Well, also, I think that, you know, this generation is a lot different. It's like they're anyone can make a record uh, at home or whatever. It's much easier to make a record, but it's much harder to get a deal because the uh, record labels, there's only about three of them left Mm. and they don't spend any money on on, uh, maturing a band and marketing anymore. It's like, if you're not happening, then next. And because there are so many bands, you know, so it's kind of, I mean, it's easier because you have the internet and you have that, which we didn't have. But on the other hand, it's harder because there are so many bands and nobody's taking time and, and paying their dues, as Ronnie would call it, by, you know, hounding and hounding and hounding the way that they, he did before they got somewhere. Yeah. Go out and play and become a band, you know. Go well, that, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, you, you if anybody knows what it's like to go out there and, and pay the dues, Vinny, it's you. You've gone out and you've been there and you've you had a very interesting seat you know, for that whole ride, you were behind, you got to see everything, oh, yeah. you know, you got to see everything going on. You got to see the crowds. So you had a, probably one of the best vantage points. I got to see Ronnie's bottom from the back. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Every show. <laughs> and, to- and Tony and Geezer and Viv and Jimmy and, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, t- I-, <laughs> I told this story the other day on an interview, Vin, about you when you got <laughs> stuck in the, in the, uh, and the top of the pyramid oh god <laughs> so okay let me hear the story about how you got stuck stop well it was the second the tour last in line and we had an egyptian set and in the middle of the stage was a big giant pyramid and the drums were in the pyramid and the song starts which was stand up and shout yeah and there was an intro tape and then the pyramid's I think the pyramid started to lift up and then Viv was supposed to start, stand up and shout. And smoke. So, and there's smoke in there. So when it lifts up, the smoke comes out. There's this big drum set and then we start. But it didn't work. It didn't go up. And he started this song and I'm in there playing going, Bleh. you know, it's coughing and everything. There's all smoke in there. Back then that was smoke that was kind of smelly. Let's put it that way. And then finally, halfway through the song, the pyramid goes up and every, you know, the band's laughing, Ronnie's laughing, you know, oh crap, you know, what happened here? So that was a memorable moment there, I'm sure. It's funny. I think one of the, one of the funny things I ever heard was um, when Ozzy, when Ozzy saw Spinal Tap, he thought it was a documentary. It was definitely a documentary on Sabbath. <laughs> but I mean, it was like a documentary on on what bands go through. And then you say that story, and that's yeah. something we've that, been through that, that many times, not trying to find the stage, definitely. Yeah. Yes. One time in Poughkeepsie, we were ready. Okay, we're ready. All right, let's go. And we followed a tour manager, and we're in the basement of like the Civic Center, and we couldn't find a door to get to the <laughs> stage. And we're going, this is Spinal Tap, man. The intro <laughs> tapes playing and 
we're cracking up, man. That was a great movie. Not only is it nice to hear Holy Diver, and I, I was lucky enough to get an advance of, of the remixes that were done, and you know all the, all the retooling that was done sounds incredible, but it's so nice to see those videos remastered. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know they were those videos were epic, and all I kept thinking of was a how fun is it to see a video like that? You don't see videos like that anymore, um, where there's actually <laughs> you know there's this story, there's something going on, and B, yeah. and I wanted to ask you, Wendy did did ronnie get to see the lord of the rings movies before he passed i love those movies i, I love the rooms you love the books yeah he, he read all those kind of uh, books and also you know science fiction he loved all i think he got a lot of his ideas from science fiction books yeah. that he read and lord of the rings books and things all all that stuff he loved it so do you think is there ever a time now like for example game of thrones which came which came out after um you know Vikings, uh, the Northmen. When you watch stuff like that, are you ever sitting going, yeah, Ronnie would love that? Oh, yeah, he would. Yeah, absolutely. And he loves Stranger Things. I know that he would love that. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of books, you know, Ronnie read on the road, he would read a book every two days. Wow. So at one point on the road, he, he uh, ran out of books. So he goes, hey, Vin, you got any books? I go, yeah, I'm reading this book but I tend to read like two pages and then I fall asleep and I fold the page <laughs> and I read another page, fold the page. So I give him the book and he goes, Oh my God, every page was folded almost, you know, and we were cracking up and he read it two days. Boom. Yep. Books yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he, he would just devour books. Devour them. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, um, so obviously there was always something going on. There's always something creating. I mean, he obviously had one of those kind of minds, which is, which is great. And yeah. crossword puzzles. He loved crossword puzzles. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He said it kept his mind active. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a big celebration tonight um, leading into the, the, you know, the reissue of, of Holy Diver at, at the Rainbow. Was this a place that, um, that Ronnie liked going to when he was in L.A.? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he played there in, uh, well, he played Whiskey and Elf, which was, the set, you know, the same people that own the Rainbow. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's many, many memories. I met Ronnie at the Rainbow, so there's so many oh, memories. Oh wow! For us at the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. So you know, and if people, that's, that's where Ronnie told me he was leaving Sabbath. We were out for dinner, and wow. he goes, "Listen, I'm leaving the band, and I'm going to put my own band together. Would you like to, you know, join, join up, you know, with me and and do this?" That's where he mentioned that so what yeah. what a fitting place to be doing this celebration right yes oh absolutely absolutely <clears throat> the people there are so wonderful and you they know really it's are. just gonna be a great celebration tonight we've got too many people coming <laughs> yeah well i was just gonna say you know um uh, when i i moved to california in 1999 to do the music thing and i remember getting to the rainbow and it was just i mean i was like this is where zeppelin hung out this is it was just the whole thing was just so magical and yeah. every time I go back, I, I always have to go and have a pizza and, and just and just sit in it because I, I look around and I'm like, you know, as much as I think this place will be around forever, it, it won't be around forever. Things end, everything ends. And right. it's just so it's just so nice to see, you know, not only hear these stories, but to see that this is happening at a place like that, because it just it's like the stamp of approval. And they have the best pizza. They do. Yeah. They really do have good pizza. I have they to say, I, their pizza is phenomenal. Um, they opened one in Vegas years ago. And oh, really? It was, it was weird. You go in and it looked like it, the one in Hollywood, but not quite. 
and the food wasn't that good. And then it wound up closing. It wasn't the same. But it wasn't it wasn't legal. It wasn't legitimized. It wasn't actually by Michael. That's why it was shut down. Yeah. Right. It wasn't somebody else that tried to cop on the rainbow tail and and uh it went <laughs> went sideways. Yeah, it was weird going in there and it looked like the place, but it wasn't the place. And the yeah, food was they, just pizza was terrible. They they've I mean, done that. Yeah. <laughs> and they've done that in a few, they've done that with a few places. They did that with CBGBs too. They were trying to recreate them in airports and stuff. And it's just like, what are you doing? Oh man, just, that's don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Um the two videos that I, I got to watch before, and I was mentioning the videos again, Holy Diver, uh, Rainbow in the Dark, they look incredible. The they're, you know, the remastering's great. Do you think that in today's in today's landscape, those kind of videos influenced a lot of stuff that came from, you know, like we were talking about all of the, you know, the Game of Thrones, the Lord of the Rings, all these things I was chatting about. Visually, that look, I mean, I know that there was a lot of stuff. There was, you know, there was Conan and stuff like that in the 80s. But I really look at those videos. I'm like, this has, it almost has a bit of influence on on pop culture, I think. Yeah, I think, and uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, I think that's where, you know, I, I think Dungeons and Dragons is out before the videos. I think that's where a lot of the ideas came from as well. Right. We've gone from Dungeons and Dragons and now the kids Game of Thrones and stuff steal from those videos. So it goes on, it's like a, a wheel that goes around and everybody takes something from somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> so I know that um, there's, you know, there's always people clamoring that they want to hear some of this music live. Can, can you tell us guys, tell me a bit about the uh, the hologram and, and just a bit about how that went and what you saw successful that was that an experiment that we did um you know it was uh it was 50 50 some people hated it some people yeah. loved it uh it was something we did i don't want to do it again this time out uh i'm going to take out um i'm going to do real ronnie so i but i've got all this video footage from rainbow and from uh sabbath and and dio and even some elf stuff and I want to put that together with the live band and, and take that out because I think that'll be really something that kids will really want to see. It was stuff they've never seen before as well. Do you think the idea of having um, maybe multiple high profile singers coming and seeing some of that stuff as tribute would be cool or no? Oh, cool. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I think that would be great. Just trying to round up lead singers. That's a whole nother <laughs> feat. And drummers. <laughs> and drummers. Well, lead singers are a little bit, uh, you know, we know about lead singers. So. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, you know, there's not many guys that could, or girls that can do what Dio did. I mean, what he did was was magic. And and I think it was because he had such an influence from music that was outside of rock. You know, like when, when some people say, who are the greatest singers in the world? I mean, you look at, a lot of times you look at opera singers or, or classical singers. And and from what I read and, and what, I've, what I've seen, um, Ronnie was a big, big fan of those kind of singers, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Pavarotti was one of his idols. Really? And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And he has a signed photo of, of, of Pavarotti. Mm -hmm. So he was very excited about that. But that's another thing when, you know, when I take the live band out, uh, I, I never take one singer because I always think one, you know, we then they don't try to copy Ronnie. I, I take singers that were uh, different, but always two singers uh, yeah. because, you know, nobody's going to copy Ronnie or be Ronnie, but they, they can do Ronnie's songs. And I love it that, you know, all these tribute bands are doing Ronnie's songs. I think it's absolutely great. I saw a fantastic one the other day that they sent me from Argentina and it was like about 20 or 30 girls doing We Rock and it's amazing. It was so much fun. I want to wow. put it on the on our site. Oh, really? It was wow. Fun. Yeah, it's really cool. That's you got to cool. see it. You're going to love it, man. Wow, I want to see that. 
And you know what? Ronnie never warmed up before the show. Yeah. Like you know? I, before I don't the get show. That. I've heard that before. I don't get that. <laughs> I, I'd walk into his room and, and uh, five minutes before, and he's having a, maybe a glass of wine with some friends there. <clears throat> and then they come in and go, okay, we got to go. And we'd walk on stage and, and go into mob rules of all songs, oh, you know, wow. it's really high up there. And no, he didn't warm up ever. Crazy. That comes from his trumpet playing from years and years of, yeah. of a, a, a proper work. breathing from yeah. the stomach breathing. and singing from the, from the stomach and not from the throat, which a lot of singers sing right. from the throat and ruin their voices. Yeah. Um, you know, Vinny, you've had a chance to, to play with a lot of really, really cool people. Uh, I can't, I mean, and I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but he's got to be, he's got to be the best singer you've ever had the chance. Oh, of being, yeah. I mean, like hands down, right? Hands down. I mean, that's why at the rainbow that night, it's like, well, though I'd stay with Sabbath or now I got a chance to do something from scratch with greatest singer in rock. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not going to lose. Yeah. Dave Grohl just uh, wrote an article about Vin and saying what an amazing drummer Vinny was oh. and, and really mm. is. Oh, He's yeah, amazing. That. He's I like never saw the that drum monster. You never yeah. saw that. No, I saw oh. it. I was like, wow, this is great. But it's true. It's very yeah. true. I, I, I you have are to a drum monster. You, you really, really are. You really are an incredible drummer. And and I, I was lucky enough to get to see you. Like I mentioned, I, I saw you when you were playing with uh, with Rex from Pantera and when you guys had that, uh, the, you know, the Kill Devil yeah. Hill project. And that was just to get to see you in a small club, you know, and being younger and having to go, you know, see in an arena was just like, fuck, man, to see, excuse my language, <laughs> but to, 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 to see you in a small room like that was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, I got to play with, you know, the legends, you know, I got to yeah. play with Sabbath and was inspired me and then, then do this thing with Ronnie where we inspired each other. You know, he <clears throat> hit some notes live and I go, Oh yeah. And I go crazy. And then he'd hear me and he'd go, you know, go for it. I again. think the last, the last um, round of Sabbath or heaven and hell, as it was called then was just so amazing. I'm so glad Ronnie got to do that before he passed, but that was like, everybody was like, unbelievable on their toes. I mean, Tony was like unbelievable yeah. and, and Giza and Vinny mm -hmm. and Ronnie, and they were all like trying to friendly outdo each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, um, yeah. I, I want to ask you about this because uh, it's always been something that's that I've worried about because I, I'm um, I'm a big collector. I love um, I love the idea of having original stuff if you can get it. Those original paintings of those album covers, um, who has them? Do you know you, you have them? So yeah, I, have, <laughs> I love the way I you have say the that original like, Holy Diver hanging behind my desk, and I would never part with it. Unless I, it would go into a museum. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm, that, don't worry, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not putting a bid in. I, I, and it probably wouldn't yeah. be anywhere close. But I'm just curious. Um, is it, are they oils? Yes. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. And Absolutely. how big are how big yeah. are they? Oh, the Holy Diver one is. Uh, ooh, uh, I would say about. Uh, must be about five foot by three foot. Wow. Oh, it's, it's big. very big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it, Ben? No, uh, probably uh, along the way, but I'm sure uh, you've seen it, yeah. And the, and the office and stuff. But in the office, this one yeah. here's a, a printing. Uh, my friend has a printing shop down here. This is pretty big. That's about yeah. two and a half feet by two and a half feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. iconic. Came out great. So who was the who was the painter? Gene Hunter. Okay. And uh, what the, how it came about was uh, 
Ronnie and I had this idea we wanted, but neither one of us could draw anything, not even a stick figure. <laughs> so uh, we had this idea and we told him about it. And just recently we found out that he went with a photographer, Gene Kirkland, and they went down to Malibu and he dressed up as a priest and put chains all around him and went in the water and told Gene, take photos, take photos. Well, he almost drowned while he was doing it because the chains knocked him down. <laughs> but they got the photos and they came back and showed us the photos and said, is this the idea you want with a monster behind it? And we said, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we want. Wow. So is have you, were you able to source any of that stuff, like those original photos, any of that, like have, have any of that stuff resurfaced over the years? That would be great. It's, stuff to see. Uh, it's, in, it's in the documentary. Ah, okay, good. Good, good. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> which will be coming out in the fall sometime. I'll let you know exact dates, but I know it's coming out in the fall. We'll have to talk more again when that when that happens. Because, yeah, and again, it goes back to the same thing I said. You know, when we first got on, so many layers to this era of metal and this era of music that you can talk about. It's not just the music; it was the live performances, it was the artwork. You know, um, and I find now when I'm scrolling through my phone and I'm streaming music, and I still have a lot of vinyl and stuff, but. When, a, when an album cover is this big, it just doesn't have the yeah. same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. It's not the same. So to see, to see it, uh, something like this being reissued on vinyl, it must be good to, to get it again, right? To get the vinyl. Oh, Ronnie would have loved that because he hated it. Because he always loved to see the artwork on the album covers. He said he bought album covers because of the artwork. And sure. then when it came to like cassettes and CDs, it was like so minuscule that it was like almost lost. Too small. Yeah. Yeah. And try rolling a joint on a CD cover. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I smoke anymore, but I remember vinyls yeah. were always better for that. It had a good radius. For exactly. Um, I remember. I, you know, I want to thank you so much both for taking the time today. It was a pleasure. Um, good luck with the event tonight. The, uh, you know, the reissue drops for everyone to hear on Friday. I love everything about the reissue. I love the extras. I love all of it. And is there a plan to continue with the catalog? Yes, I think Rhino wants to brought out uh, Last in Line in, in another year or so. And, you know, we're not going to put it out right away, obviously, but because there's a lot of thought and I have to go into the vault and find different sure. things and stuff. But there is a lot more stuff in the vault. So, you know, because this one we found out outtakes, which were wonderful. First of I all, I was like, no, but then we put the outtakes there. And then we found the live show in Fresno and other little tidbits on the B sides of, of singles. And uh, so I have to go in and find all that stuff again. But I know Rhino does have plans to put a last in line out with all the all the goodies that go along. Nice. And you know what I found in my uh, boxes? I found a pamp, a little flyer for the first gig Dio did at Antioch, California. Oh, Antioch, yeah. <laughs> I'll take wow. I'll take a scan of it. I'll send it to you. It's really funny. It's you know, it's the first gig. <laughs> <clears throat> tickets were like ten dollars or yeah exactly or and we all thought what the hell is this who's gonna come see us this looks like yeah, cow shed or something and it was and we packed three thousand people <laughs> so so that must have been the biggest um you know the, the biggest fear at the beginning is like is this gonna work well we didn't oh, yeah, really absolutely. know we had so many endings and ronnie liked to put songs together and your medleys and stuff. So we rehearse and, but it's a lot to remember. So we thought, well, this is a good place to hash it out. Yeah. You know, maybe to be 500 people here, but we get there. <laughs> we look out and go, Hey, Ron, packed. Packed, thousand yeah. people. So the endings were very long. We're going, no, not yet. <laughs> nobody knew what to do. And then we've got to, we've got to extend this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be safe. I, 
again, thank you. This is a real pleasure to be on this chat and um, and continued success with this. And and thank you for for you know for paying such attention to this stuff. This stuff is very important, and it's important for people yeah. to discover and for kids to hear because um, this is some of the best music, and it needs to it needs to live on. So I'm glad that you're both carrying the torch for that. It's great. And thank you for your support because we couldn't yes. do it without people like you. We couldn't do it. So we well, need you. Thank you so much. That support yeah. comes from the heart. I mean it. I'm a lifelong metal fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you tonight when I got yeah, to take care. another you interview. Yeah, Thank you guys. See you tonight. See you, Jason. All Bye. the best, guys. Bye. Bye. You know what? I always wondered uh, the, the whole spinal tap thing. I love, I love the fact that you guys brought that up. Yeah. Because, you know, all those experiences must have come from somewhere. And the very idea that he was in this pyramid stuck in there coughing on smoke. <laughs> it's, what a great visual. Oh, man. I, I absolutely love that. You know, I never got to see, actually, that's not a, that, that's a lie. I did get to see Heaven and Hell when Dio was, um, and Heaven and Hell was, you know, the Heaven and Hell thing, right? Of course. Uh, Black of Sabbath course. was allowed to be Black Sabbath, of course, because Black Sabbath, when Ozzy was, once Ozzy was, Ozzy was back in the fold, it was Black Sabbath and Ozzy was Black Sabbath. But they continued Heaven and Hell, which I thought was really cool because that was the Dio version of Sabbath, which is, you know, really, really good. I mean, mob rules it's and heavy, so, so fast, good. so heavy, so it's, good. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, as much as, and you know, I absolutely love Ozzy. I am, I'm an Ozzy fan through and through. Uh, love the camp. Everyone in the Osborne camp, they're just really nice, nice humans. But I love Dio Sabbath. It's, it's, it's great. And if you're a fan of metal, like it's kind of hard not to like Sabbath with Dio singing. It's just kind of one of those weird things where, you know, people want you to pick sides. And I just don't, I mean, I, I obviously I'm a Sabbath guy with, with Ozzy, but man, Sabbath with Dio was fucking phenomenal. So, um, yeah, yeah the, the, the heaven and hell stuff is really, really good. Uh, yeah, I gotta give a big shout out to, uh, one of my, one of my buddies, my mind blender media buddy, Marco Picaro, who literally was always telling me, even when we were teenagers, like, I'm like black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne. He's like, no stupid Dio too. And you know, <laughs> yeah. It's it's always kind of been part of that, but Dio's got this amazing career where he um he was just you know rainbow solo artist all of it, and I got to see Dio a few times actually, and the first time was uh, him playing right after Motorhead and right before Iron Maiden. It was like the it was the it was the lineup from heaven. Like yeah, seriously, if you're yeah. gonna see any metal show, see Motorhead for the first time, see Dio, see Dio for the first time, see Iron Maiden for the first wow. time. All one night. I didn't know what to do with my senses. You know? <laughs> All yeah. three of those shows individually, it would have been fine. But no, it was three at once. And I left there stuffed. Yeah. From enjoyment. Changes your life. And and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it was a lot of fun to do, uh, to chat with both of them. And uh, check out the uh, 40th anniversary of Holy Diver. Uh, it is available, I believe, now everywhere that you can purchase records on vinyl and on CD. A uh, big thanks to our sponsors, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Check them out, uh, heartbeathotsauce.com. And if you use my promo code, Rockman20, you will get 20% off your entire hot sauce order. So go check them out, out of Thunder Bay, Ontario, heartbeathotsauce.com. Thanks to uh, Studio House Designs for always keeping me and Ryan looking fresh. Thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski, and thanks to all of you. We'll see you next time on the Rockman Power Hour. And don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your friends about us so we can keep doing this. Please like us. We need to be liked. <laughs>